Hey, Bubblers, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble. It's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today I welcome back the bestie as we continue our chats on Bestie Flicks. This time reuniting Sagebrush High's 1987 graduating class filled with inventors and dancers and douchebags. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Hi, Jill. Hi, Jen. How you doing? <laughs> I'm I'm alive and, you know, I'm doing. Doing? Yeah. yeah. Ditto. <laughs> I've got like nothing to add. I'm, yeah, same thing. I mean, like you I'm said, here. life in a pandemic and it's not like... My social life is exploding with invitations to go to parties or concerts, things like that. This is like the first people contact besides Ryan that I've had in probably a couple of weeks. (laughs) Yeah, kind of same here. I guess I do have like my job, but that's just the general public. And we know how we feel about the general public. Um, I know how I feel about the general public. You love them. They're the best. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to be talking about, not the general public, but Romy and Michelle's high school reunion um, from 1997. And in case anyone doesn't know, it's uh, two besties decide to attend their 10-year high school reunion and try to prove to the A group that they're successful inventors. They're the, my God, that they're the, oh my Lord. (laughs) Successful inventors of post-it notes. (laughs) But the truth comes out thanks to 90s Janine Garofalo. So I love this movie. How much do you love this movie? I really like this movie a lot. I remember watching it back in the late 90s. Um, I worked at a, I worked at a, um, a Hollywood video for about a year. And so I would, you know... I would get like first pick of the movies that went on to VHS, you know, so I rented it or I wouldn't say rent it because if being an employee, you didn't really have to rent it. I just, just kind of took it, took it and mm-hmm. I might not have returned it. <laughs> so I did have for a long time a VHS copy of Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. I got rid of my VHS like a long time ago, you know, with DVDs coming out and stuff. And I never replaced it, but um, yeah, I loved it enough to steal it from yeah. my job. <laughs> it's a great movie. And actually, for the rewatch, because I haven't watched it in a long, long time, I watched it twice. So, Oh, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. I think the last time I watched this movie had to have been, well, it was before Tim and I were dating. And so that was, that's like a very extremely long time ago. Mm. Yeah, you guys are oldie moldies. Um, we are. We've been together a long ass time. So pre that, I I was I was shrooming and I decided to watch <laughs> Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Perfect. It was perfect. I'd made some nice mushroom tea and it was very delicious. Aww. And I sat in the living room of the apartment in one of those like low sitting beach chairs. <laughs> tea and a blankie and I I watched it and I loved it and I laughed way harder than I probably should have and the colors were so bright oh yeah like a very vibrant movie and it's just like wow their colors are or their clothes are shiny and it was it was just a nice way to spend a little time 
mushroom <laughs> chipping. I, I love how you painted that that <laughs> whole scene. <laughs> I, I miss those chairs. I want some new sitting beach chairs. Yeah. Although I'm older now, so I might not be able to get up from them. I'd probably still have to roll off to the side. <laughs> Because, you know, I understand that. I totally get that. So, getting off the floor is hard, man. It is. Getting down onto the floor is hard. And you're like, oh, this is where I'm going to be for a while. <laughs> Make yourself comfortable. Get a low sitting beach chair. That's right. <laughs> and a blankie and some mushroom tea. <laughs> when I started this movie the other night for the pod, I the, the music kicks in and it's no doubts. I'm just a girl. And all of a sudden, like, everything 90s just came flooding back at me. Oh, I was God, like, holy yeah. shit. I mm. don't remember the last time I've really heard that song. So it was a, it was a triggering <laughs> high school <laughs> mo- moment for me. In a good way or a bad way? <laughs> or just a way? In a way. Yeah. yeah. So, and before we get too far into our chat, gotta know, are you a Romy or a Michelle? And most importantly... I'm the Mary, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how to answer that. I think I'm a little bit of both, honestly. Like, you know, Michelle, she's kind of the blonde, the dimwit, the okay. Like, Mm -hmm. she just says, okay. She's easily led. She goes along with whatever Romy says. Not that I'm that way, I guess. But, I mean, she just, she's... Yeah, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I think I'm a little bit of both of them. Yeah. I think more than anything, I'm probably more of a Janine Garofalo. <laughs> Me too. I think I, w- I kind of was more of that kind of personality in high school. And yeah, going out, smoking cigarettes, paying school. Mm-hmm. I was more of that kind of kid. Yeah. Versus the Romeo and Sh- Michelle. But I will say, like, I didn't really... Um, I like I wasn't in like the A group. Like in my high school we didn't have like I don't know, there was like kids out I guess were more popular, but it was more like the jocks, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really fall into like a group. Any kind of group. I just kind of I was friends with a lot of different people in my class and even like underclassmen. So yeah, I don't know. I maybe I'm kind of like both of them because they weren't really in a group either. They were like, oh, maybe we're like the loners. Mm-hmm. Not that I was a loner either. But yeah, I just wasn't in like, I didn't consider myself in a group. Right. Yeah, I definitely wasn't in the popular group. And at our school, we called them the Sunshine Club, <laughs> especially like the female popular girls. Interesting. Because they were very, um, like very perky and happy and pretty and popular. Mm. And I would say that I was, you know, so in the movie, there's group A and B and C and the whole alphabet and everything. I'd say I was probably group D for D-gens. <laughs> we ran around, did some degenerate shit. And right. <laughs> totally like smoking on the side of school. Yeah, all the Janine Garofalo kind of thing. So I did not fall into any big group like that. You know, and then we had the jocks and the jocks were part of our A group, I guess. Mm. So I was... Just probably like a weirdo, a slutty weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all I have going uh, for me. That's <laughs> what we have in common. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're besties. We're slutty weirdos. <laughs> I don't no shame. That. I'm gonna no shame. No slut shaming. Maybe a little weirdo shaming. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
Have you ever attended a high school reunion or had any desire to attend a high school reunion? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> um, I don't. How many years am I? Forty. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you don't have to put a number to it. <laughs> so I think there was a year, and it might have been our twenty twentieth year anniversary. Um, <laughs> Kelly, so yeah. Kelly and I, we had talked about going, and then we didn't go. Yeah. Like, we ended up, oh, it was, like, the same weekend that we were also, like, re-roofing our house, and Kelly, like, had come over, and she's like, you know the high school reunions this weekend? And I'm like, oh, we should go, like, kind of fucking around with her, and then I was like, she's like, really? I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to that. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I don't really want to go either. So, but to answer your question, no, I have not been to one. And I don't think I will probably ever attend one. It's just, I don't know. I don't really socialize with a lot of people that I've graduated with, um, besides like Kelly. Mm -hmm. And I'm friends with a few people from my class on Facebook, but it's not like we hang out or we keep in touch or yeah. you know so it's like I don't know yeah. I feel like I'm a, a weirdo I'm a slutty weirdo mm -hmm. and so I would go to one of these things what am I going to talk to these people about like Post oh remember remember that time in high school like <laughs> I got super hammered and I don't know I fell down or something mm -hmm. <laughs> no I, I hear you <laughs> I don't need to be going to that and be like I'm like, hey, do you remember sleeping with this guy? Sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have never been to a high school reunion. I don't really have any desire to go to a high school reunion. Yeah, same. And, and I kind of feel like with social media, Facebook and whatnot, I'm, I'm Facebook friends with people from my graduating class that I actually on some level give a shit on how they're doing. And it's like... Some of the people, like, we weren't close. Mm -hmm. Like, we, I mean, it, it was Iowa City, so it's a small town or whatever. So it's like, excuse me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking 29 days. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> I'm sorry. You totally cut that out. That I'm was gonna try so to that. rude. <laughs> I'll just have to, <laughs> I'll do like a sensor beep, but, um, but yeah, so with social media, I don't think I have, I don't think I'll ever go to a high school reunion. I kind of keep in tabs on people that I somewhat give a shit about. I'm just like, yeah. okay, things are going good for you. That's good kind of mm -hmm. thing. So let's see. What else have I got on my list here? Oh, yes. So we talk about the different groups. So Romy and Michelle want to go back to, they're like, as they're flipping through their yearbook, and again, this movie's got little mini flashbacks, and I am a sucker for flashbacks. Me too. And so we flashback to the 80s, and so I love that this movie was just kind of a perfect mix of 80s and 90s. Yes, I was thinking that too. Like, they just, they, they fucking nailed it, and the soundtrack is amazing, perfect mix of 70s and 80s. So they go back to high- Did so you say 70s and 80s? I sure did. I meant <laughs> 80s and 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. I knew what you, I knew what you meant, but wait a minute. Ah! Thank you for correcting She's me. She's sober. Ish. Ish. I've had a couple of sips of beer, and I'm not, and that's fine. So the the A group is their popular group, and they're there. They're making Romy's life kind of a living hell because Romy's got a crush on the big, 
sexy Ugh. jock guy. He's so not attractive. No, not really. And then especially his behavior at the reunion, just ultra douchey. And he's like, I'm about to make your dreams come true. Sloppy, dr- sloppy douchey drunk mm-hmm. with a dad bod. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, he wrote that whole, like, when he was talking to him, and there's just, like, that moisture on his chin because he just vomited. Like, the whole time, I was like, I just want to wipe your face. I just want to wipe your face. You look so disgusting. Like, stop talking right now. You're probably breathing all your pukey breath into Romeo and Michelle's faces. And then (laughs) when he walked away to, like, go book the hotel room or whatever, Mm -hmm. he's like, he kind of is like, touched um michelle's arm i don't know if you noticed that but and she was kind of like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like kept like wiping it like Ugh. i love lisa it's kudrow right. and i love yes, her in this me movie. too she's I, so underrated i think she's she's so funny in this and just c- from her little like okays and <laughs> ew and <laughs> like the one where like the word okay the like inflection that she says it with, you kind of know, like, like okay, like, is she agreeing with something? Is she saying okay in a sarcastic way? Is she saying okay because maybe she's confused about something? Like, just, like, the minute inflections, you can tell, like, what she's thinking. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. I think she's a great actress. The way she, yeah, like you said, the way she's got the different inflections on the different okays and they all mean a little something. It's mm-hmm. like... Who can do that with really two letters? O right. and K. Yeah. Okay. No, she she was great. I <laughs> okay. absolutely adored her. And especially at the beginning when they're watching Pretty Woman. And she's like, oh, I'm just so happy when they let her shop. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this movie. So, yeah. So, they want to go back to high school to prove to the A group that they're not losers or whatever. You know, they're they're successful business women and they'd like a business woman lunch special because they're in business. <laughs> that scene was funny too. And the, and the waitress being like, what kind of business are you ladies in? <laughs> oh my God. That was a good scene too. That was a great. And you know what? They're, they're quote boring business women outfits where I loved them. They're nice, like, black suits and mm-hmm. I think a little pinstripe. And they had, like, the updos. I don't know. Very they classy. Very classy. Very classy. I liked it. I was like, you guys look amazing in that, too. So they go to their high school reunion. And they decided to concoct the lie that they invented Post-it notes. Because what's something that everyone uses but you never really think about and no one knows invented? Post-its. And so they go, they try to tell their lie, and little 90s Janine Garofalo comes up, and then outs Romy and her big dumb lie. Because she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, you didn't. It's um, Art Art, Art Frey from the 3M company. Yes. We learned about this in business school. <laughs> totally like, yeah. And it, that's true. That's who mm-hmm. invented them, I guess. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Like you said, totally out of her. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's all right. I just, and then I loved um, the way Janine just nopes out of that scene. <laughs> she kind of looks around like she realized she fucked up and then just kind of, she doesn't even back up. She just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Which was the smart thing to do. I'd have just bounced too. But so, you know, so these two girls have been, these two women have been best friends for at least the 10 years now. You know, you've already said you you're really only close with one other person. Do you think it's important for people, maybe women specifically, 
or not, not, not specifically, but how important do you think it is to maintain high school friendships? I mean, some if there's something, I guess I haven't really thought about it, but if there's something there that survives high school and beyond, I mean, that's a, you know, it's a special relationship. <sighs> high school to me is kind of like, it's, it's where you're, it's like a starting place. Like it's not, and shouldn't be your whole life. It's like a starting place and you have a, maybe a core group of friends and, you know, you get your support and what you need from those core group of friends, but everybody grows as a person and hopefully you grow as a person and maybe grow apart from those people in a good way or, you know, whatever. And, you know, if those people are still important to you, you try to maintain those relationships throughout your life. And not even if, like, things just happen, you know? So life gets messy, life goes on. And even though that person may still be important to you, it doesn't, and you don't, but you don't talk to them very often. It doesn't mean that you're not still, you still don't have a connection. Like, you still have a connection. You still care. You still care. Like, you still care about that person. But maybe you just don't see them or talk to them very often. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean, you know, that you hate them and you can never talk to them again because they were high school friends Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you're a successful businesswoman that invented (laughs) post-its. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a good – no, that's a good answer. I like that. You know, and especially, like, pre-social media, it it took – Actual effort to to stay in contact. Between yeah, just that's a good call out. Phone calls and actually talking to a person or posting a letter and and whatnot. So, and like you said, life happens. It gets messy, and it would be and it's easy for those things to kind of go to the wayside. But that's doesn't mean you you stopped caring or anything. So, mm-hmm. I I'm friends with only a few people from high school that I hung out with. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I also don't live in the same state that I grew up in. Sure. So that made it also difficult, too, when I first moved. But, you know, with when Facebook came around, I was, like, reconnecting with all these people. And it was just kind of fun and cool because, again, it was like, you know, I, knew we, I know we grow apart, you know, even through high school and shortly after. But doesn't mean that I hated you or whatever. So... It was that was kind of nice to come back, and again, why I don't won't go to a high school reunion because I've I've made those connections that I care about. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. Um, it's I don't know if it's might sound harsh, but <laughs> I I keep in touch with the people that I care about, mm-hmm. and I don't really. I don't know. I don't like those putting myself in those situations where I feel forced to make a conversation with somebody that Mm -hmm. I don't really know, have anything in common with, don't know what to talk to them about. So I, I haven't been in touch with you. I don't know anything about you. I'm not going to put myself in a high school reunion situation where, you know, it's just going to give me anxiety just making small talk. And all I hate night small long. talk. All I hate long. it. It's a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather spend time with somebody that I care about and have like be able to just talk to them about anything. Mm-hmm. Not making niceties, just being myself. You know, I feel yeah. like it's too much energy, like wasted energy and 
a waste of my time, other people's time. I don't know. If I really cared about what you were doing, I would probably reach out to you and ask you. Exactly. But I haven't. And it doesn't mean that I don't like you or that you're not a decent person or I'm not thinking that I'm above you or better than you. It's just I only have so much room in my heart. (laughs) so many people. <laughs> I know. And I take up like three-fourths of it. So. Ugh, tell me about it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, tell me about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I agree. And like you said, you know, we all hopefully change throughout our life. And maybe those friends, they don't change, take that same kind of journey or along the same path. So, and we see that in the movie with, even within the A group with Lisa Luter who goes off and she becomes like an editor in chief or whatever for Vogue magazine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's just like, oh, we fell out of touch years ago. And she doesn't go into any detail or anything, but clearly she went off and had her career and the other three stayed in Tucson and they're... (laughs) As, as Michelle said, we are not the ones that got fat. And they're like, we're pregnant. And at one point, Romy even said like, oh, wow, you must feel really tied down. <laughs> and which is great because and she didn't, I don't think she actually meant any, but like she didn't mean it as like a dig or a burn. But, you know, that's kind of how they took it. And Christy's like, I'm very fulfilled. Christy Masters. Yeah. Masterson or whatever. Her name is, you know, um, fun fact about the A group. So in the movie, her name is Kelly. So it's Kristen Bauer. She's one of the, I mean, they're all, I think, blonde or whatever. But she, she played Pam in True Blood. (gasps) Did you, did you recognize her? Oh my God. No, I didn't. So. She's an Iowa girl. She, no, she's from Racine, Wisconsin. Pam? Yeah. She was also from Iowa. Maybe had, she was, maybe she went to school. Either way, maybe she was born on the border. Oh shit! She's she a river in, rat. Maybe she was born in the river. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not look that up because I was like, wait a minute. And so I, you know, did the Google, and um, I was like, damn, she's from Racine. Little hometown girl. Little hometown girl. And Pam. And I Pam's one of my favorite from True Blood. She's like one of my favorite. And La Follette. La Follette. <laughs> oh my God. That fucked me up. <laughs> Even to this day, I will always have to pause and say his name because a friend of ours called him uh La Follette because that's the name of one of the high schools in Madison. And we we're just like, You mean Lafayette? And for some reason, <laughs> as soon as anyone mispronounces anything. It fucks me up. I don't know. Maybe because it's so funny and that's what sticks in my head. But I will stumble over saying his, that character's name. So yeah, I said that You have to like pause name. before. I do that with some yep. things too. I couldn't say successful at the beginning. So <laughs> I mean, you did say you were tired. So whatever. I, and the other thing too, like I love about this movie is seeing these actors in, when they were younger. So... Like seeing the the young, well, Lisa Kudrow was, was around thirty three when she made this movie. Mira Sorvino was um, twenty nine. Um, Janine Garofalo, I want to say she was in her low thirties as well. But it's just fun to see, like they're just like little babies. They're like, I mean, yeah, they're like little babies. And Alan, is it coming or cooming? 
Alan Cumming? Cumming? He's so he's so cute. Like I never thought he was cute, but then I rewatched this movie. I was like, oh, he's just so adorable with his like long eyelashes, mm-hmm. and he's Sandy Frank, mm-hmm, the Frankazoid, the Frankazoid. <laughs> I remember I ended up getting like a little bit of a crush on Alan Alan Cummings in the 90s because of this movie. Mm. I don't know. It, I mean, obviously it wasn't until after he came back rich, but <laughs> so that might have had, you know, showing up in the helicopter. <laughs> no, but uh, it was, I think, I think it was like not only just like the little dance scene with him and... Oh my god, how great is that? But when Michelle was like, can Romy dance with us? And he was kind of like, of course. Yeah. And then I, it's the best dancing. I don't care. Fight me. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) I almost wonder if um, Mira Sorvino has like dance, like if she was like in dance or did dance. Because she was actually like. She was actually really good, like her twirls and stuff. I was like, damn, girl. She, I, I always <laughs> wondered that, too, even back back in the day. Because, yeah, she's doing, like, ballerina twirls and everything, and Lisa's not. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, she's doing other stuff, but definitely not something that would give the impression that she had any kind of formal training right. in, in dance. But I definitely got those vibes off, off Mira, but I didn't care to look it up. I'm just like I just assume so. Whoever, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. She yes, did. She did. I'm just gonna tell myself a story. <laughs> that we'll we'll update IMDb later. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great scene though. And then like they're um, when they're in the like the beginning of the movie when they go to the dance club and they do like their yes. synchronized dancing. Oh shoot, I can't remember this uh, song now. Uh, 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 St- oh yeah, alive, staying alive. Staying alive. That was really cute too. I liked their their dance moves were so funny, just because it's like you can you can almost hear the eight count dance, you know, oh, the steps sure. like one and two and three and like with just their movements. It was super adorable, and I love it oh so much. And this movie is just one of my all time. Fa- it's just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. It's it is classic. It's hilarious. You know, you have your two best friends. There's a road trip involved. Oh, yeah. There's the weird, um, her making faces at the kid <laughs> in the car beside them. That whole kind of tropey thing. And <laughs> there are some good tropes. There I are mean. some good tropes, yeah. You know, then they have their fight. And then there's like a fun little dream sequence. Oh, yeah, the dream sequence, too. I didn't realize it was a dream the first time I watched it. I didn't realize it was a dream sequence until uh, Michelle and Sandy are in the limo. And, like, some announcement was going to be made. So they needed to get out of the limo, but she couldn't find her shirt. Mm -hmm. And so she just walks into the reunion, like, shirtless. And I was like, all right, there's, like, this is not, this is a dream or, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, it was a dream, of course, but I didn't realize it until that. (laughs) They they played that pretty well. Yeah. I remember, like throughout rewatches, kind of picking up the little things like, okay, her hair is different. Oh. Her hairstyle is different. And then the second time she walks into the ballroom the where the reunion is with Sandy to, you know, they had a vote or whatever. She's like, I didn't know we were voting. The decorations are all completely different. Yes. It's Christie's all over the place. And then did you see the little... The um, fruit. The fruit. Yeah. yeah and the magnets the, that they yeah. stuck on her, which was just so mean. And... To go back to kind of closer to the beginning, because <laughs> we're just going to bounce around this bitch. Um, 
the saddest, most heartbreaking moment was when douchebag was like, "Oh, stay here and I'll dance oh. with you," and then takes off and just leaving Romy just sad. Yep. And her. looking for him for that last dance. Yeah. Of the prom. Oh, I always felt so bad for her, but then you know, Bestie comes in and she's like, "I'll dance with you," mm-hmm. and that's just an that's a one of the many good Bestie moments. Uh, throughout this movie, One I also of the ones, but yeah, I have to say um, another busty moment that I really liked was to go back to the lunch scene where the A group, um, Christy mm-hmm. Masters, whatever Christy, came over and stuck magnets on um, Michelle mm-hmm. on her back brace, and she didn't know it. Until Sandy came over and he said, Michelle, they stuck magnets on your back brace. And then she was like, what? You know, like, Mm -hmm. because Christy came over acting all nice and like, oh, you should have, you should audition for the the play. And um, Michelle starts singing the song from the, (laughs) the Oklahoma. Oh God, I don't know. It was old. Yeah. Yeah. Like a high school type of play. Um, And Sandy came over and told her about the magnets. And instead of like, her showing that she was really upset about it, Romy's like starts laughing, like cackling. Like she's like, No, I'm doing this because we don't want to show him that you're upset. Like just laugh along with me and like act like it doesn't even bother you. And I just thought that was really great. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't don't let them get the best of you. Yeah. And she like really, you know, st- stood up and came, rallied. Yeah, rallied yeah. for a friend. So I really liked that too. Mm-hmm. And Sandy, of course, because he was like in his, oh. in his big book. In his book, <laughs> hiding his boner. <laughs> I just thought that was so, it's so. that's like another trope I, or whatever, like, oh, I got a boner, I got to put a book in front of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another thing that was kind of funny, like, I don't know, I don't think it's so tropey nowadays, but when they're, when they're having their fight on the side of the road and about who's, who's cuter and who's oh. the Mary and who's the Rhoda. And for anyone that doesn't understand that reference, they're talking about the Mary Tyler Moore show. And because Mary Tyler Moore is a star of it. And her best friend was Rhoda Morgenstern, played by, should have had the actress's Valerie name. Valerie Harper. Thank you. I knew you'd know that. <laughs> so they're having that argument. And at one point, they're just like, well, who lost? Well, I lost my virginity first. Which, aside from the following line of being her cousin and so it's not the flex that she thought it was um i just couldn't help but think like how that used to be like such a thing like i don't know in high school people always bragging about who had sex first oh yeah who lost their virginity first i remember people in like junior high bragging about it and i'm like just kind of weirded out i didn't really know what to say like good for you thumbs up i don't know this it didn't seem like a healthy thing to brag about uh-uh. even as like a preteen so I, I just think that's like why 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 was that everywhere why was that a, a thing? thing yeah I don't know it's gross well I think it's just like like I did something that adults do like sure. I'm okay. I'm more worldly I've got more experience now um, I did something before you hmm. I don't know I guess I could see that yeah, like something grown-ups do. A, a quote mature thing maybe. Yeah. I never I yeah, I never really thought about it. But then yeah, I, that line popped up and I was like, "Huh. Well, 
what the fuck yeah, it <laughs> was is. wrong with us and what was fuck what the fuck was wrong with the adults in our lives to let that be well, okay. The other thing about the movie, which ha- is kind of in the I don't know, it kind of calls back to like the nineties, maybe even the eighties, but so in preparation for going to this reunion, Romeo and Michelle needed to find boyfriends and they needed to lose weight and they Michelle needed to find a job. And I'm looking at them both and I'm like, you both are like skinny. You you don't need to lose any weight. Like, I don't know. It just, it was strange to me and I kind of feel like maybe it was part of that time. Like thin, like being, like you were never skinny enough or never thin enough or just like bad body image or yeah. I don't know, something. And then you had to have a boyfriend in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. That also kind of boggled my mind. Like, you don't need a man to be a successful. Yep. Yeah, just these weird things from like the 90s from just, yeah, back in the day. But I mean, if you think about it too, like did, I, I was like, did I think like that? Like, did I think like, oh, I'm not skinny enough or, oh, I need to have a boyfriend to validate myself. And I don't know. Like, I don't think I thought that way, but I'm also older now too, you know? I don't think, I I don't think I necessarily had the, uh, I need a boyfriend to validate my existence kind of mentality or thoughts, but I definitely had like body image mm. stuff. So it was always like, oh, I need to be skinnier. I need to be skinnier. I'm also not really going to do anything about it. <laughs> and then I look back at photos from high school. And I'm like, you dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you spent all that time worrying about that shit. And now, years later, I'm just like, I was fine. Mm-hmm. She was fine. He was fine. Yeah. We were all fine. Yeah. So that whole mentality that of society and those pressures put on us, I'm glad to see them kind of go towards the wayside. Kids finding confidence in just being them. Yeah. And not requiring validation. Not based on like their body shape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was part of the 80s and 90s, like how, you know, it mm-hmm. was like kind of ingrained in young girls that you had to look a certain way and this whole misogynistic mentality that we have to be presented a certain way in order to get a man so we're finally fulfilled right and that that is our only goal is to get a man Mm -hmm. like once we get a man then we're set yeah and we're fine but up until then you have to starve yourself Mm -hmm. even yeah it's so crazy Yep. It's like we had to put all this work into getting a man, but then that wasn't enough because then, you know, some older generations may still see that, well, you still need to put in the work to keep the man, Mm. you know? And yeah, it's just, it's all toxic and it's all bullshit. So I'm relatively comfortable in my squishy body (laughs) as long as I don't have to go out and buy all new pants. Which I really don't because, you know, we're living in a pandemic. So who really wears pants anymore? You know, that. <laughs> Not your elastic. family. Nope. <laughs> I got a kid that's in his underwear from the moment he gets home from school till he has to go to school the next day. <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, we're anti-pants. So it was kind of interesting to see some of these things that growing up and having that kind of pressures put on us that seemed totally normal and okay then and looking back and being like, Oh my God, we were, mm-hmm. everyone was so wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, and if, if, if those are the things that you value, then that's fine because that's what your choice is. And it's not because anyone else is telling you that that's what you have to choose. So just making that clear. Mom. Mom. Yep. Going mom there. So, uh, oh, and then let's see. One of my other favorite kind of side characters was um, Cameron Mannheim's yeah. Toby. <laughs> oh, she was so sweet and adorable in like the high school flashbacks. And then at the reunion, when she finally stood up to Heather Mooney, uh, Janine's character, and she's like, I would, please don't tell me to fuck off because it really hurts my feelings. And and Heather's ecstatic because she didn't think she made anyone in high school. Miserable. Any, yeah, miserable. Mm-hmm. And Michelle had the great line of, where was it? She's like, I bet that's not true. You're really unpleasant. Yeah. And she said it in like the nicest way. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron's not in it a whole heck of a lot. But the best, the fucking best is when Sandy Frank shows up in oh, a yeah. helicopter <laughs> And she comes running in. She's like, hey, guys, Sandy Frank just showed up in a helicopter. Come on. And she does that, like, head nod, kind of wink, tilt thing. Just, like, very exaggerated, very game show host-like. And that was perfect. It still kills me every single fucking time. I was literally laughing out loud at that part. And I was like, God, I forgot how simple and hilarious that was. Bless her. Bless her and her comedy chaps. Yeah, she. that was another one where I forgot that she was in the movie. I didn't know Justin Thoreau was in it. I didn't know that he was the, um, he was Clarence, the cowboy or whatever, mm-hmm. the dude that was always smoking when Heather Mooney was always smoking. So it was kind of fun just to see like young Justin Thoreau, hubba hubba. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then at the end where he's like, I was miserable in high school. Like, I just couldn't breathe, and that's why I was such a douche. And mm-hmm. That in his real bad stutter. In his real bad stutter. That's right. <laughs> and then they started making out yeah. at the end. It was so great. I loved it. It's just a happy, feel-good movie. You know, everyone has a happy ending. I don't mean that in an, in a dirty way. A little bit, I guess. Maybe should A little bit. <laughs> you know, it's so it's very just like, Happy, feel good, satisfying. You know, they have their moment where they tell off the A group and which then kind of makes them now a little popular because now the rest of the class, Mm -hmm. 10 years later, don't, they're not, they don't fear the A group. They're walking past them and like pushing them, kind of bumping them out of their way so they can go tell Romy and Michelle how much they love their dresses Mm -hmm. and they're so pretty. And so, but one of my, when we were talking about bestie moments, so it was after their fight and Heather Mooney shows up to the reunion and Michelle's like, oh God, Heather's here. This is going to be good. So she goes to watch Romy squirm a little bit with Heather there, just knowing that Heather knows that they ain't shit. They didn't invent a goddamn thing. Yeah. But the second that the secret came out and everything flipped and a teams, a group started laughing at Romy that's when Michelle swoops in, and I always kind of wished she had told them off a bit more. I don't know why. I always just felt like she had this like kind of a powerful moment where she was going to swoop in and save the day, and then was just like, yeah, and you guys got fat, and but I'm, but I'm like, all right, that's more to the character. Plus, they were saving that because then Romy had her moment when then- she got to tell off the the A team or the A group, but 
I just really appreciated that because the second Michelle saw that uh, things started to turn for the worse for Romy, fuck the little bullshit fight that they had, and uh-huh. she came swooping in. And I was like, that's what best friends are all about, is you can have a fight, you can have a tiff, whatever. You're always going to make your way back to each other. And in this case, in their case, it was only a couple hours later. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved how they go around telling everyone, like, oh, my God, like, we just had a falling out. It's so weird when you're not friends with your friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, like, two hours. It's been, like, two hours. That part cracked me up, too. <laughs> when she was talking to Lisa Luter. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. I think that's this is gonna be a shorty one. I just kind of love this movie, and I'll just keep saying that over and over and over and over. <laughs> oh, I didn't like Sandy's quote better face in the dream sequence. It was very freaky. <laughs> so I had to Google who is the actor that plays Sandy Frank in the dream sequence, and it's still Alan Cumming. But they did a shit ton of like. Prosthetics. Prosthetics and makeup and stuff. And I actually, there's some images on Google. And one of them is um, the makeup artist is holding a picture of Brad Pitt and like applying, you know, whatever concealer or whatever it is to Alan's face while he, like, Brad Pitt's was like the model for mm-hmm. what he kind of wanted okay. um, Sandy to look like in the dream sequence. <laughs> That's a bad pit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, he kind of looked weird, right? Like his yes. mouth didn't move right. Like a, like you could totally tell like there's oh, yeah. something going on. I mean, obviously he bought a new face when he made his first millions. Like he said that. But I was like, they could have done a better job. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like his his dream face. I like I like his actual I face. I like his actual so face. Sweet. He is a cutie. Yeah. I never thought he was attractive when I was younger, but. I've grown an appreciation. Those eyelashes, man, they kill me. Mm-hmm. Got long eyelashes. Man. It's not fair. Men have all the great eyelashes. Yeah. It's because we as women for centuries have fucked around with ours where I think they're just genetically weaker. <laughs> I think there's something to that, to be honest. <laughs> so Evolution. Yep. I mean, yeah, if I could take my kids' eyelashes... That would be wrong. That'd be wrong. <laughs> exactly where I was going with that. So, so yeah, a couple other things is just that, you know, again, 80s, 90s, a lot of, so 80s and 90s, between the music, the fashion, mm. mixtapes, uh, singled out. Oh, nice, yeah. That little I moment. forgot about singled out, that MTV terrible. Yep. I watched it all the time with Jenny, oh, McCar- uh, Jenny McCarthy and Chris Hardwick. And, oh, my God. Chris that Hardwick was, was a host? Yeah, yeah he was, he was really? the host. I forgot about him. Yeah, that was the start of my just trash TV. Yeah. I mean, that's some classic trashy TV. It is. That's great. And then, and then the one girl's burn about, like, oh, our cutoff is... 25. Yep. She's like, try VH1. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I was kind of, I it was a like a funny surprise because I co- completely forgot about that show and I forgot that it was even in the movie. So um, just to see it, and it was that the actual, like they didn't try to do like a spoof mm-hmm. of the show, like it was the actual show because I was watching the credits. Typically I don't watch credits, but there were a few songs in there that I wanted to find out who like wrote them. And so they had gotten permission from MTV to use, to use the... 
you yeah. know, the rights or whatever okay. singled out for the show, for the movie. So I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I forgot about that movie. Mm-hmm. It was so terrible. God, I, it was so terrible. And I loved it so much. Yeah, me too. Ugh. Just but, encouraging misogyny and mm-hmm. all the other things that we don't want to encourage these days yeah. like well <laughs> treating out, women as objects <laughs> singled out singled out walked so like shit like the bachelor and bachelorette could fucking run for how many goddamn seasons they're on now so we still love uh, clearly enough people still love their trash dating competition oh, yeah. bullshit but and that's fine like what you like but it's yeah, trash yeah. at least acknowledge that it's trash yeah <laughs> <laughs> Don't be secretive about your trash washing. Yeah. It's okay. We won't judge you. Yeah. We're slutty weirdos, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we- <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll start wrapping this up. Um, any other stray bubbles that you have floating around that we maybe didn't get to that you would like to bring up? ba 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 Let's see. Your lovely singing voice. <laughs> I really loved the soundtrack in this movie. I loved that they and when the in the eighties and the flashbacks and everything, they kept it kept it pretty like this the soundtrack was very true to like that those years because in my head the movie came out in ninety seven. So ten years earlier would have been eighty seven. So the songs that were playing are true to that eighty seven, eighty eight mm-hmm. time period. So I liked that they kept I paid. They paid attention to that. Yeah, I just love that they went to their high school prom in '87 in their Madonna mm-hmm. outfits, and everyone else. And that's the coloring and the costuming and the color choices for the different characters. So Romy and Michelle are always like bright colors, or they always stand out. Everyone else, especially A group, are in pastels, very kind of like fluffy and frilly yeah. and ruffles and. I've never been like super into pastels, so it's like the high school reunion scene and so much pastel everywhere. And the oh, hair. Oh, vomit. The hair. The hairs. The, the hairs. The, the big yeah. hairs. Oh, the big hair. I can never, ever get my hair big. It just lays there. <laughs> I couldn't either. <laughs> I tried, but no. I did too. Yeah. It wasn't for without trying. I think I said that right. Probably not. But, um, couple things that I did see too is that um, both the Romy and Michelle characters were originated in the stage play Ladies Room and Lisa Kudrow reprises her role she played in it mm-hmm. and then this one I thought was kind of fun and then maybe someday we can check this out or something but Alan Cumming owns a bar in New York City called Club Cumming just let that marinate <laughs> Where every Saturday the bar hosts a Romy and Michelle themed day involving 90s music, requests, written on post-it notes, and scarf folding stations. Is that still a thing? Like I don't know if it's still a thing oh in a post-pandemic uh, world, but... How fun would that, that be? That would be... That's almost reason enough for me to want to go to New York City. That would be so fun. Oh, yes. my God. So I just... Folding I, scarf stations. <laughs> Scarfolding I almost missed that last part. <laughs> oh. like, do you think they'd have like competitions who can fold like the most scarves in like a certain amount of time or something? Who knows? I There's don't only know. one way to know, and we'll just we'll cue up our mixtape playlist with the Footloose song that they don't actually know the lyrics to. 
Do you do you watch um, shows and movies with the um, the sur- or not the surround sound the the captions? Oh, absolutely. Me too, because you pick up other things that you might not notice. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I did notice that um, she was singing. She totally like bombed on the lyrics. So I was like, oh, that's funny. And I remember in like in '97. And watching that movie and her being like, oh, I don't actually know the lyrics. And then that not stopping her. Because it seems like everyone always knows the lyrics, like, perfectly. And I can't hear for shit. Mm-hmm. And I've never been very good at knowing what all the lyrics were. And, but- I'm agreeing because you can't hear for shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the same way. I have a hard time. But it's like, you know, back in the day with cassettes, they came with the inserts. We generally oh, have the, yeah, the yeah. lyrics. So that was the only way I would know. But if that didn't have that or if it was a mixtape I was shit out of mm-hmm. luck mm-hmm. then you just made it up or mm-hmm. didn't sing or didn't sing or, yep just got silent <laughs> but then you hit that chorus fucking hard and with everything you got you made up for it so I uh, oh and with closed captioning if for some reason a show or movie does not have closed captioning I all of a sudden can't hear. I, everyone sounds like the teacher from Charlie Brown. Oh, wow. I'm like, I need my clothes. What is happening? Why is this a thing? It's super weird. And I don't like it. I don't like that either for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your pity. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's no fun, but it still kind of makes me giggle because I'm like, God, I'm just fucking weirdo. <laughs> I really loved too at the end where they opened their own clothes shop or their shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love that. And um, Michelle's like, "Oh, we we can pay Sandy back this week." And Romy's like, mm, "That's probably like two years down the line, you know." So it sounds like he probably like funded them yeah. or helped them open up the store. And oh, and Janine, <laughs> Janine Gruffalo's character was there, and she tried on that lemon dress. Mm-hmm. And she looked adorable. Like, she looks so adorable. But just her, like, coming out of the dressing room, smoking a cigarette, (laughs) stomping her, you know, stomping along. And, like, this is my genetic deficiency and why this dress. And she actually looks so cute. She did look adorable. I love, I I always thought she was so pretty. (laughs) When Romy was like, um, Heather, you know that smoking is really bad for you. And she's just like dead face. No, I didn't. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so great. Classic 90s Janine. Oh, love yes. it. I will forever love 90s Janine Garofalo. She's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. God, there was one more part, too. Oh, one line I always thought was kind of interesting was when Michelle tells Romy, she's like, well, I didn't think we had that. I didn't think high school was that bad until mm. you told me that it was bad. She's like, I had a blast in high school. And she's like, we always had so much fun. We always laughed. And I I would like to think that maybe now I'm more of a Michelle. But I think when I was younger, I was definitely more of a Romy. Um, a bit more concerned with what everyone else was thinking, doing, oh, sure. fear of missing out. Not, not wanting to be a part of like the popular group. But maybe just like... I don't know, maybe not treated like shit. Maybe not treated like a slutty weirdo. Yeah. Um, so I always thought that line was like really powerful. Because here's a woman that she loves her friend no matter what, does whatever she wants her to do, goes along with it. She's she's your yes friend. Mm-hmm. She's your she's your hype friend, she's got your back. And 
now she's like being told that oh, our lives were so terrible. And she's like, well, I didn't, I don't know. I just, I've always loved that moment. I always loved that line. And maybe more so because of what came from that was now Romy was able to accept her quirkiness and being weird and not like everybody else and not wanting, not needing their acceptance any longer. And their approval. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. I felt the same way when, when that whole conversation, I was like, yeah, you know, like Romy just, she wanted to like impress these people for whatever reason. But I think Michelle was like the ground, like the grounding force. Like we're, we're cool. Like we had, you know, I had a great time. I don't think there's anything wrong with us where we are in our life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, like you said, it was powerful. Yeah. Like a different person's perspective kind of can shift how yes. you feel and how you think. Yeah. Michelle was always, you know, her and Romy were always under their umbrella and fuck the rest <laughs> of the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I always, I love that. And I love that. Yeah. Michelle kind of had that moment too, where she was able to shake Romy out of it. And then she got a little bossy and she's like, well, can you quit being such a baby? Yeah. All I've been doing is chasing your ass around tonight. <laughs> like, I Good for you. Yeah. I like assertive Michelle. And so did Romy. She's like, I like this side of you. Okay. Can we just talk quick about um, Romy's voice in this movie? Please. Her, <laughs> did, okay. Go Why? Ahead. I don't, I don't, I didn't know if it was just me and how I was hearing it, but I'm like, is she trying to like, do an accent like so i googled does mira sorvina have a deep voice and i and based on like other movies that i've seen her in i don't remember it being like so deep that i had like an observation like is her voice really that deep and so i was reading like she was trying to do a combination of valley girl and a philadelphia accent what a combo (laughs) and i was like yeah, what a combo. Second, why? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it sounded like she was almost overacting. A and it, bit. it, it kind of like, I think it kind of took away from her character a little bit. But yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one. And the internet's totally validated that I, my ears were hearing what every other person's ears were hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her voice, her voice in the movie always kind of drove me nuts. But now after all these years, it's very, it's just, it's familiar. It's iconic. But it's still very kind of like, why this this choice? <laughs> oh, Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> Fireworks and earthquakes. <laughs> or yeah, what was that? Is that an earthquake? No. That was Ramon. <laughs> I can't do a good Romy, but yeah, that was that it that was a choice she made. Yeah. And it's just interesting. Philadelphia though, huh? Yeah. That's, I don't know. Okay. I Whatever. Don't know. Whatever works. And I it it was weird, but it's still like I said, nowadays looking back, it works. I can't imagine Romy with a different voice. That would be weird. All right. Well, um we'll go ahead and yeah, so this movie, love it, favorite, definitely high rewatchability. I mean, you said you watched it like twice in a row. It aged well too. I thought yes. it aged well. I agree. Before we pop off. What's been streaming in your bubble? <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> um, oh, so I've been watching Claws. Uh, it's with Niecy Nash and Dean Norris. And um, oh, she was also in True Blood. 
Her name was just in my head. It's a it was a, it's on TNT, and I think this year might be their last season. But it's about Niecy Nash owns a nail salon, mm-hmm. and they launder money for this pill mill, and the pill mill is run by the Dixie Mafia. Oh. Dean Norris is one of the head honchos of like their areas, Dixie Mafia. Fucking, like this is probably. So Dean Norris, he was in Breaking Bad. He mm-hmm. was Hank, the sheriff. He God damn it, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> just <sorry>. my minerals. <laughs> I just want to be with my minerals. He he plays like you know a big Dixie Mafia dude, but he's highly religious and bisexual. So he's got he's married, and he's got like like. May, a boy man person that also hangs out at the house with him and his wife. Okay. It's very like it just I haven't like imagined like he would play this kind of role, but it's he plays it perfectly and I love it. Um Niecy Nash of course is wonderful. I love her and like the the costuming is so great and it's like the the characters are developed really well and you really start, like, I start to care about, like, what's happening. And, like, so it kind of, like, they get the money laundering and the pill mills gets a little bit more complicated. And so the story, like, people get murdered and there's, you know, a bunch of crime going on. And Nisi got into it because she was dating this guy named Roller. And she just needed to make some money because she takes care of her elder, her special needs brother, who is played by Harold Perrineau. Oh, yeah. Lost. Yes. Walt! And he does a great... He's on the spectrum. He does a great job. He actually won, like, a NAACP award for his work in that show. Wait, the actor is on the spectrum or his character is? His character is. So she just... She gets... She says, yes, I'll launder some money for you quick because she wants to get to get some money to get her and her brother out of this place that they're staying at. There's, like, black mold and, you know, they... She just wants a better life for them. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of snowballs from there. I just started the third season last night. It's so good. It's so good. And they do different things, especially like the last couple of episodes I've watched. They do different things where like one episode is narrated by one of the characters. Mm. Or this last episode I watched last night, there's a whole dance sequence to end Vogue for your mind <gasps> in a casino. Oh. <gasps> So there's like fun stuff like that, like sprinkled throughout all the episodes. It's just a great show. It's um, originally, I think it was on TNT. I'm watching it on Hulu right now. Okay. But yeah, so I've been binging that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I it's love great. Macy Nash. And I, think I do too. I, I must have seen it like on Hulu then because I, 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 I swear I've seen like a cover or something. Carrie for Preston. It. Sorry. That's Carrie the. Carrie Preston. She was the redhead in True Blood. Um, she was a waitress with Sookie oh, at the diner. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's in it, too. A lot of faces. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks. Well, very cool. I am doing a lot of pod prep, so I've been watching a lot of, been watching some Swayze, Patrick Swayze stuff. Mm. I watched the um, I Am Swayze documentary uh, the other night, and that was really good. I got, like, someone started cutting onions late at night in the living room. It was super Aww. weird. Your eyes were leaking, <laughs> huh? Were, I got eyelashes in, my, in both my eyes. <laughs> For someone who doesn't have any, it was really weird. 
Um, yeah, so it's for pod prep. So me and Adam and uh, Eric and maybe Laura are watching a bunch of Swayze stuff and we're going to record on it like we did with Nick Cage. So I, I told them the other night that I'm going, especially after watching the documentary, that I'm going to I'm gonna change course with my watching and instead of trying to squeeze in a bunch of movies, I'm going to watch the, the show that he did. Um, when he died, mm. or that he had done right before he died, yeah. The Beast. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's not about, like, the titles that we're watching. It's about the actor and, you know, his roles and, and all of that. And I get, like, five minutes into it, and I'm like, I'm already sad and blown away. So I looked it up and found out, like, when he was diagnosed, and then when the sh- series at least aired, so that kind of gives you an idea of filming-wise, because I think filming still took about five months, and he was going through treatment during all of that. Oh, wow. And I, uh, I'm i only a couple of episodes in. And so far, I'm, it's, it's Patrick, and he's doing a really great job. And I'm just, my big concern now is watching his health kind of deteriorate over the next rest of the season. So I'm hoping it's not too much or anything, you know. But I had read that critics were worried that he wasn't going to be believable as a tough cop because of how he looked from the cancer and from the treatment. I'm like, I don't know. I think that kind of adds to it, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. See how many more onions are uh, being chopped up the rest of this week as I work my way through that. But I actually have to pause on the Swayze stuff because I have a recording next weekend on the actor Finn Whitrock, who is, you'd probably know him from American Horror Story. Wait, so, Finn. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. He was in Freak Show. He was Dandy Mott, the entitled bratty dude that wanted oh, to collect the yeah, freaks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, so that's probably like his, um, but yeah, so, and then he's also in like Hotel and a couple other seasons too. So I'm going to start watching some of his stuff because he's just a, he's a very good looking dude. Mm-hmm. And this last season of him with American Horror Story, he just kind of had that longer hair so it hung a little more. I don't know. It was like all of a sudden... I'm like, I've watched you in American Horror Story all these years, but now I don't even like this character, but this hair is amazing, and that's what sent me over the edge. Yeah, he was always clean cut from what I remember, Mm -hmm. right? Whitlock. Whitrock. Whitrock. So I'm excited to kind of watch a few more things with him in it and become a bit more familiar with his acting catalog. I've listened to, uh, he did an interview with, um, for the podcast Unqualified with Anna Ferris. Okay. And that was a really good interview, and he just seems like such a chill, nice, kind man. And I'm like, and his Instagram, it's him and his puppy, too. So it's like, Aww. I don't see a puppy. <laughs> In comparison to, like, the, the characters that he plays. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Psychopaths. So, so I'm excited. I got a lot going on watch-wise, but I'm excited to kind of open up my streaming world to some stuff that I wouldn't have probably normally watched. Outside of your yeah. bubble. <laughs> yeah, outside of my bubble. So. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I was just Googling Finn Whitrock. He's so handsome. He is very handsome. Hubba hubba. Um, well, that will do it for us. Jill's going to go need a minute with her phone. No, <laughs> so, Jill, thank you for joining me today in the pod basement and uh, recording on this super fun movie. Yeah, it's been a blast. 
And uh, thank you, Bubblies, for listening today. And keep streaming. Bye. Bye. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcast fix. Follow me on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. Find me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. Have thoughts, suggestions, questions, or want to be tolerated? Email me at mystreamingbubble at gmail.com. If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search My Streaming Bubble over at buymeacoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and purchase My Streaming Bubble merch. All monetary support goes right back into this podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for your support and keep streaming.